Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Well, I, you know, what we're going to talk about at this moment uh, is the glee that Deborah Mark is experiencing when I tell her that 1,800 to 2,000 people lost their jobs. Glee. <laughs> Glee. Glee. I thought the same thing today. Yep. Glee. She will. She, she's a little bit puzzled right now. Let's see. How, she finds out. Let's see how insensitive that these she is. near 2,000 people have lost their jobs. She will be happy because they were busy making hot dogs. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> It is the Farmer John's meatpacking plant in Vernon. It was announced by the company out of Virginia that they are closing it. And there are nearly 2,000 people that work there. Oh, no. I'm not sure what they're going to do. This is in Vernon. Ever been to Vernon, anybody? Uh, no. It's all industrial. Bandini Boulevard, Soto Street, there, Vernon there, Avenue. There's only, I think there's only 100 people that live there. This, a- actual this story in the Times says that there are people that, that, that tour there, that, that go there to look at the... Oh, I'd go to that. Oh, I, I love going to factories to see how stuff is made. Oh, going to a hot dog factory would be cool. Yeah, it would. But it's not. Well, it's not a slaughterhouse. That's somewhere else, right? No, no, no. I want to see how he wants how to go the there machine, too. How the? Well, yes, I could go to the slaughterhouse. But no, I mean, I used to like going to my dad's factories when I was a kid. I liked seeing how things were made. The things that your father made that he couldn't even explain on the air. Yeah, he those little... Uh, he had jobs. We put them on the air, and he couldn't even tell us what the heck it was he was doing. Was, he, fled, he fed large uh, <laughs> sheets of plastic into a machine, which cut them into little round tubes. And tubes? Then they, okay, and, that was it. I thought yeah. it was pellets. It was tubes. Yeah. yeah, well, we called them pellets, but they, they really were tubes. And then they'd fill up a box with all oh. these little plastic tubes. Oh, and, and he, then he, where'd, the, where'd they go? 
Or, uh, he didn't know. They were used for something. And, yeah, yeah, I, I, I well, don't know. Well, I mean, think about it. Anything you buy has so many little parts. Somebody probably makes them somewhere, and they're all put together. And then he was he worked in a factory where you fed um, uh, tablecloths into a machine, and the machine laminated the tablecloth. Oh, that so one you'd I have didn't a, know. a nice plastic. Yeah, that was that was uh, about half my childhood. Oh, from time, and then and then before that, when I was really small, he worked in a box factory. I do remember you mentioning the box right. factory. So the box factory, lamination factory, and then this this Table plastic case. factory. Uh, well, uh, he's never worked in a meat packing plant. No. Uh, of course, we've talked about this. And by the way, Farmer John's. Used to be the Dodger dog. No longer, though. That agreement was ended a few years ago, and some people say with some dissatisfaction it's not as good a hot dog that you get at Dodger Stadium as when they were Farmer John's hot dogs. But there were always these protests there because it was about, you know, saving the animals. So uh, it apparently is with mixed emotions, although there's another story that says they're still showing up there on Wednesday to do a vigil. Even though well, the people, plant is closing, it isn't going to close it's, immediately. It, it, it's people with no lives because the rest of the world is going to continue eating hot dogs. They may not make them in Vernon anymore, but they're going to be made somewhere by some company. Do you have a guess as to why they're closing the plant in Vernon? Oh, uh, well, I, I, I saw it. it, was, it just uh, California is too onerous. Yeah. Too onerous. The cost yeah. of doing business in California, they just did the math. And decided to become too much. I don't know you, whether it was taxes or whatever else they have to it, do. It's all that. It's taxes. It's regulation. It's just the general hassle of running a business in California. You can you can you can build a business anywhere else in the other forty nine states, and it, it's it's a better life. You just don't need this aggravation. Why constantly fight and why constantly fork over the money to an entity that doesn't care if you exist? In fact, uh, the government often wants you to move. They don't want these businesses here. I, and I think when you're talking about California, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't want a hot and, dog packing and, plant. Uh, and, and did you see the in, the 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 uh, the a holes at the El Segundo Times? The only angle that they had was, "Oh wow, that hot dog factory really smelled." Yes, it was a lot about the smell here. Right. Not about. Although they did admit. That some people they talked to said that could be not necessarily coming from the meatpacking plant because there's so many businesses around here. Vernon is wall to wall, wall industry. industry. Yeah, the entire it's not a real town. In fact, I think we did a story uh, years ago. Yeah, that, Vernon's like the city of industry. They both barely right. have any population. It was like a hundred people. You had to be invited, and mostly it was family members of uh, the mayor and the council, whoever was in charge, and they paid themselves exorbitant salaries because there was a huge tax base. All right. the property and business taxes that they raked in. So it's, it's it's kind of a scam city, but whatever. It's a lot of jobs, and the the, the Times didn't spend a very much effort on, well, what are these people going to do? You know, they're always worried about people being thrown into homelessness, right? <laughs> well, you got, you got uh, 2,000 people, and they've got uh, spouses and families and kids and everything. Yeah. So what's going to happen? They don't care. Well, it's just that the hot dogs were smelly, and besides, they kill, they kill pigs. Like, you know what? Somebody else will kill them. There, there is no uh, shortage of hot dog sales in this country. In fact, hot dog sales are going to go up now with inflation. Uh, the only person that the Times could speak to was Omar. Uh, Smithfield Foods is the people that own the Farmer John meatpacking plant. And he said the company and the meatpacking union struggled with negotiations. And his quote was, I, just, I guess Smithfield thought it was just easier to close the plant.
So there's another rah-rah for unions. Huh? They, they may have cost 2,000 people their job because they were just asking for too much Some, that the company sometimes. couldn't afford anymore. Along with the cost of doing business in California, somebody in Virginia just put up their hands and said, that's it. We can, we can make the hot dog somewhere else. Let's just well, move the operation. Well, they can, and, and they will. And if they don't have the Dodger deal anymore, right? Because that probably was a lot of hot dogs just going up the road to Dodger Stadium. Yeah, probably. To outfit that, uh, the ballpark, but they, they don't have that well, deal Well, you know, often unions go too far. They say, oh, they'll never close. They'll never close. You know, yeah, screw the man. It's like one day the man says, you know what, we're closing. Now you're out of luck. Now, yeah. now all you've done is make hot dogs all your life. Where are you going to get another job? Yeah. Are you happy, Deborah Mark? Well, yes, I am. I, oh, hot dogs are just. Ugh. Oh, I had, uh, I had one over the weekend. I went to Angel Stadium. Oh, the Mets were there. That's the right. Mets were there. Yeah. Oh, that's. A, is it still a pleasant place? Nobody gets stabbed. It right? is very pleasant. We were marveling the entire time we were there how pleasant it is to go to Angel Stadium. How pleasant the people are. Just the surroundings, the parking situation. I have no idea why the Angels have mastered all the basics of uh, make, making the entire visit just a pleasure. It's because uh, it's empty. No, it wasn't empty. <laughs> there were lots of, a lot of Mets fans there. there were, I could hear them. I saw the game last night on ESPN. I could hear the Mets fans yelling. Oh, there were thousands of Mets fans there, yeah. But you're right. A lot of the Angels fans gave up. <laughs> Uh, oh, look at this. The activists who I told you are going to show up again at the meatpacking plant in Vernon on Wednesday. Uh, they spoke with Jim Monroe, vice president of corporate affairs at Smithfield, asked the company to expand their plant-based meat line, mm. even shift to a plant-based business model. There's, so no, there's we, no market there. A vegetarian hot dog. The market. The market vegan. is, is t- it's too the tiny. The market. I looked. I have the- to tell you, I ate one of those at Wiener Schnitzel, and it's a big thumbs down. Boy, you'll put anything in your mouth. I was just curious. What? I was just curious if you know a alternative meat product. No. Like I did try the Impossible Burger one time. I think Carl's had yeah. it, whatever the whatever brand no, they had. All this fake stuff. Tastes and again, terrible. that was a thumbs down. And, and you but know, Deborah that, Mark doesn't support that. I, I don't because I, thinks, I don't eat any of the fake stuff. I have to be uh, honest. No, I don't. Right, but you'll accept the fact that people who do eat the hot dogs and the hamburgers, you'd rather have them eat this 100%. whatever substitute. Absolutely, yeah. no, it's, it's never going to happen. So we're not never say never. Your 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 vegan militancy. You know what? Uh, I just love animals, and I really I just don't believe yeah. that they are here to be slaughtered. And consumed. Yeah. I really don't. And I don't By the way, like there's it. a big story in the New York Times for you over the weekend about uh, alternative leather products for vegans. I actually have a pleather jacket that I wear quite often. Yeah, they're saying that people are being are quite satisfied with the substitutes. Mm. Well, all animals are meant to be meat for some other species. But, but I'm... well, but that didn't give her the, the downside. What? Because there's always hand-wringing in these stories. The downside of these... Leather substitutes is they're using too much fossil fuels in production. Oh, well, you know what? I don't care. I'd rather them not use animals. I'm going on the She's record okay with the fossil that. fuels. Oh, yes. oh God. Oh, there yes. was hand-wringing about how much fossil fuels are yeah. going to making these alternative leather well, products. Let them hang. I'm so sick of their lectures. I'm just so fed up. It's like I don't want to hear that even one more time in my There's life. There's no satisfying these people. You know, what I, you know what I saw in my neighborhood? I was driving down the other day. I'd, uh, there was something lying in the road. Uh, 
What did you, roadkill? You went it eight? It was a. <laughs> it's tempting. It was a squirrel, absolutely flattened, like on a, oh, in a cartoon. No. Yeah, Road pancake kill, flat. Man. And there's these big black birds, and they were ripping that thing to shreds. Yeah, how come I mean, they don't it, get sick? I thought that too. It's like a dead squirrel rotting because in the sun evolved. on a hot day. Because they systems can handle. No, it, and right. uh, there was more blackbirds coming in, and this was the feast of all feasts. I had a dead skunk in my neighborhood the other day. Ah, oh, I felt so bad. It wasn't. It wasn't smashed like dead skunk in the road. Dead skunk in the road. Remember that song? No, I did yeah. not. That oh, you don't remember Dead Scott in the middle of the road? In the 70s, oh, yeah. no, I know. I, I, it's one of my kids' favorite songs. They used to play it over and over in the car when they were small. What a lovely we, song. We'd all sing along to Dead Skunk in the Middle of the Road, Stinking to High Heaven. It's by Loudon Wainwright III. That's Eric, who it is. Yeah, Eric, right. find that song and, and play it coming out of the uh, commercial. Oh, here we go. We got it now. This is This is great music. This is great. It's a novelty <laughs> record that peaked at number... What was it? It hit the top 40. No, it did, yeah. the highway late last night It should have looked left and it should have looked right He didn't see the station wagon car The skunk got squashed and there you are You got your <laughs> dead terrible song in the middle of the road Saying this to children? What kind of a dad are you? Sons. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thinking the high house. Yeah, that's right. No, the whole family would sing along. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, so substitute any roadkill animal you'd like there. That's what it was like having me for a dad. Yeah, well, dead I bird, don't, yeah, dead no. squirrel. Never sang that song or any others like that to my children. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. No. It's a good thing he had three boys. Yeah. yeah. All right, All we right. got more coming up. Well, for the first time in 18 days in L.A. County, the price of gasoline actually went down one-tenth of a cent a on Sunday. stupid story that was. Come on. <laughs> What's a stupid story? The, the, that they made a headline that the, the prices went down a tenth of a penny. Well, the tenth of a penny is the stupid part of it, but the <laughs> fact that it's still not going up for a day, it's going to keep it, going up. You do think so? Yeah. The, the demand this summer is going to be huge. Aren't people eventually going to cut back? Not till something? after. Not till after. When they're the paying seven dollars a gallon. No, they've had they've had two summers. Uh, they couldn't go anywhere. There's no more stimulus money coming. They're going to spend whatever's left, and then they're going to run up their credit cards. Uh, oh, is that what they're going to do? <laughs> oh, that's what they'll do. Yeah, I think most people feel entitled to uh, some kind of summer uh, vacation. Because they put up with uh, too much uh, nonsense. Oh, two years of... Yeah, uh, that's right. So, one more splurge. They'll skip a few meals, but they're going to be driving. What we're seeing, of course, in California is nothing new. We've always had the highest gas prices in the country by far. And even though most of the country here is $7 and thinks that's ridiculous, what is uh, different this time is that the rest of the country is experiencing gas prices of over five dollars a gallon mm -hmm. and the reason i bring this up is because this is really really unheard of where these people live outside of california i think californians have just become immune unfortunately gas prices rise from three to four to five dollars yeah. a gallon and they're mad but you know after a while there's only so much protest no, you gotta uh, still get to work uh, well the protest is you you get rid of all the idiots in power but uh, newsom is probably going to win with 70 uh, percent of the vote come november 
And oh, yeah. uh, our, we, everyone in California now walks around as if they're under anesthesia. I mean, where, where, where's the big, uh, where's the big gas price? Uh, the, the, the gas tax cut that disappeared. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we'll talk about that later. I, well, they have to come up with the budget by the end of the month. Remember that stupid mm-hmm. requirement. So they're going to have to come up with some plan to give people. Yeah, but six months have gone by now. They could have done this six months ago. They didn't. Right. And they're probably going to wait, they said, until October before they actually here, here it they is. decide to do. They got some uh, some guy quoted in here, Tom, Tom Klaza, Global Head of Energy Analysis for the OPIS. I don't know what the OPIS is. I guess that's some kind of uh, energy institute. He says anything goes from June 20th to Labor Day. Come hell or high gas prices, people are going to take vacations. He expects average national gas price close to $6 later this summer. Which yes. means here it'll be seven fifty minimum. Six dollars. Yeah, because we're about a buck fifty more than the rest of the country. I guess what I'm trying to say is, and this is the way I felt for years about the illegal immigration issue, is that if the rest of the country wakes up to this and starts to react to this, we may see some real movement in terms of overthrowing mm-hmm. people that do nothing about the gas price situation because. We're- Again, I, apparently I read a poll the other day that quite a few people believe that the Biden administration would rather do nothing about high gas prices because they want you out of your fossil fuel car. They do. And and that's why they're not going to say that publicly. No. But privately, they're saying. And Actually, Biden stumbled a couple of weeks ago, remember? Mm-hmm. When he, some quote he had about the gas prices that it could be a blessing in disguise kind of thing. It's what they wanted to do. They had a narrow window, and so they did it. And there are other factors that have driven the price higher, like uh, the Ukrainian war. But they're not upset about that. This was right. the goal of these uh, these these uh, Green New Deal religious fanatics. This is what they wanted. They'd like it to go higher because they think eventually uh, everyone's going to break. And I don't know do what. Everybody's got to get to work. So I, I don't know what it is they're going for. People's habits are not going to change. They can't. Are you still uh, seeking out your cheap gas station that you... Um, yeah, I couldn't go to it last week, uh, time constraints, but, uh, that was the first time I skipped it in, uh, in about over a month. Oh yeah. It's uh, but I mean, it's over $6 now too. Yeah. So it's, now we got to wait till after the summer before there's a real drop in prices or I don't know, maybe not. Maybe it's just going to keep going up. I don't don't see anything stopping any of this inflation. Everybody keeps going, oh, it's going to moderate. And then it goes up again the next month. Oh, it's transitory. It goes up again next month. So they don't know. There's not a soul that knows. I I don't see what's going to stop it because what happens, you get into a vicious cycle. Uh, Companies have to raise wages in order to keep up with prices. If the wages go up, well, the prices go up. And if the prices go up, the wages go up. You get caught up in that spiral. Yeah. Right, where everything just keeps going up and up and up. Yeah, That's but, the same thing that people say. Uh, you know, we were just talking last hour about the markets. Horrible, not just today, but recently. And it's sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy that you can end up in a recession because that's what everybody thinks is going to happen. Right. So they kind of just start directing their decisions that way. And sure enough, you end up in some kind of recession. If you think you're in a recession, then you stop buying stuff. Exactly. Right. You start making different decisions. And eventually, collectively, that has an impact 
on the total economy. You want you want to you want to see like scary stuff. Like type in hyperinflation in Venezuela. Just read the Wikipedia page on that. Uh, in 2014 in Venezuela, their inflation rate was 69 percent. In 2015, it was 181 percent. By 2017, it was over 4,000 percent. Things can get out of hand very quickly, especially if you have supply problems, which is part of the reason we've had this. But again, much of this was government created. All the lockdowns were government created. You know, the, the, the supply chains, the roots of this are making trade deals with China over 20 years ago. So all the companies were incentivized to move their factories to China. And as long as everything worked perfectly, that was wonderful. And now everything's not working perfectly and you have shipping boats stacked up from here to Hong Kong. It's all government policies. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Oh, you know him, you hate him. The blustering buffoon, Gavin Newsom, went on Fox 11 on Friday night. The issue is with Alex Michelson, uh, fresh off of uh, being at uh, Summit of the Americas, he decided to uh, opine on a whole bunch of different subjects, including the recall in San Francisco of the district attorney, Chesa Bowden. That and more. We'll play you some of the obnoxious clips Again, this is all because he's angling to be president. California is in the rearview mirror. He is looking for bigger things. And uh, if it doesn't happen in 24, it'll happen in 28. Uh, he's a shoo-in to be reelected, so he's got that job until 2026. Anyway, so now it's time to raise the national profile in his own buffoonish way. As I've said, and I'll say it again, there is not going to be a President Newsom. It's not going to happen. I can't wait till the first time he debates other presidential candidates in a primary. Yeah, it won't be so much about debates. It'll just be about how he comes across when the greater American people no, take a look at him. He's an automatron. He's but, boring. He's full of jargon. And but no, he's horrible. Wanna, but the thing is, the, the the secret that we've only we've rarely seen, just a couple of times, is when he's challenged, his brain freezes and he gets real uppity. Uh, only a couple times with reporters, usually from smaller cities like Fresno, has anybody challenged him. And he starts stumbling and stuttering like somebody pulled out his power pack. And he gets really upset because yeah, he lived a lot. That he, challenged him about the PG&E donations. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the times. Dealing with all the fire damage. And he, do. he, he doesn't handle it well. And when, when the other candidates start mixing it up and some hostile reporters who think he's nothing but an empty-headed pretty boy, yeah, then, then, we'll, then we'll see some good entertainment. Because he has been a coddled little spoiled rich boy since he was born. And he has no idea what it's like to deal with criticism. All right. Well, we got an email link for Deborah Mark. How exciting. Mm, uh, our listener wanted to call attention to this story for Deborah Mark's. Um, well, all right. It is the Yulin Dog Meat Festival. It kicked off in China last week. It's going to run for 10 days. Hmm. Yes, there still is a small percentage of people in that country who do consume dog meat. <coughs> it's officially known as the Lychee and Dog Meat Festival. It is smaller than in past years, but you can drop by and eat dog meat stew and crispy dog meat. And who would want to do that? Thousands of visitors go every year. Really? This is a we're yeah. a meat eating uh, species. You know, you dogs, just... your pet, man's and woman's Not best mine. friend. Mine is scrawny, but some dogs look kind of beady. Um, 
I should send her the, <laughs> nice the article that Newsweek has a picture. <laughs> and it, it is a stall where they have the dogs oh, no, Ken. hooked up like they do the pigs. <gasps> no. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm staring at it here. Looks like they were skinned. There's no fur on them, oh, you God. see. So, it's, but it's uh, still just so the dog is hanging by its mouth from a meat hook. That and, is uh, abs- What's a little bit oh. weird is that there's a live dog in the background. Looks like kind of a husky just kind of standing there. He's thinking, I should, I should get out of here. Uh, the good news, Deborah Mark, is that when they first launched the festival more than a decade ago, 10,000 plus dogs were slaughtered during its big days, but the number's way down. Members of the public in China and activists have caused a significant reduction in the number of dogs killed for this festival and general consumption. Um, I, I, I'm speechless. I, I really am. I can't even imagine. Actually, I, I do have a story coming up about dog meat, but it's, it's not this story. But I just I don't understand. Dogs are pets, right, in most of the world? Uh, they estimate that 10 million dogs and 4 million cats are killed for their meat every year in China. But this is a place that Deborah has a lot of people. And there are many, you ready, John? There are many food insecure people there. Then grow a garden. I'm growing a vegetable and fruit garden right now. Do you know what the meat consumption rate is around the world? 86% of people around the world. Well, they're not enlightened. Well, I can't put oh, that. Oh, uh... you're calling John ignorant? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Things have changed. She used to hesitate on those kind of things. Like uh, in Japan, 96% of people in Japan eat meat. Russia, 94%. U.S., 90%. I would have thought, well, the Japanese do have a lot of steak. Only only India among the major countries, only uh, 43%. India is very vegetarian. Right. That's true. And that's connected to some of the the religions that are very popular there. It's an outgrowth. But I am terribly angry with India because on my animal hierarchy, they do consume one animal that they should not. What? And that is lamb. Oh, yeah. I like lambs. I hate going out to dinner with people who order lamb. I I do, too. I didn't know you were so hostile towards lamb eaters. (laughs) Well, we both are. No, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Her, I know. (laughs) Yes, I don't know why. I just... I don't know why. I look at big cows and think, well, you know, they can afford to go down. <laughs> no, cows are so, they're nice. They can afford to go down? They're I, loving. They're kind of. But little lambs, you have a soft spot for? Yeah, I just think it's horrific. Oh, that they're... grew up on Mary Had a Little Lamb, I'm sure. I hate it. No, I did not. I love lamb chops. Oh, Eric. Oh. <laughs> little mint jelly. Oh. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah, I never got the mint jelly thing. That's just weird. Uh, tell uh, Deborah about your poodle recipe. She'll enjoy it. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. I'll pass. But the bottom line here is that, uh, and in fact, the majority of the Chinese public, more than half, think that the dog meat trade should be banned. Yes, it should. So there's hope, Deborah Mark. I that hope. It's, uh, it should be banned. So do you want me to send you this picture? No. No. Oh, okay. No, you, do not. You know how much meat the world ate? In 2020, 333 million tons of meat. 333 million tons. And what's the obesity rate? Uh, the obesity rate around the world? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you um, know, you don't have a lot of obese vegans. <laughs> I, I think I just saw a story, though, that that popular keto diet, which I guess is heavy on uh, proteins, right? 
is got some real benefits. It's like very low on carbs. It, oh, it's the similar, carb- John, to the what's his name, Atkins. Yeah, no car. When I gain weight, it's from carbs. It's not from meat. What carbs do you? Oh, French fries. What do you call uh, uh, pasta? Oh, pasta. If I, I eat a lot of pasta, I get bloated up. I get bloated. <laughs> All right, we got more coming. Up. How do I look in this dress? John and Ken showed. Coming up after 4 o'clock, well, this is very exciting. The issue is with Alex Michelson on Fox 11 Friday night, not only had Governor Newsom on, but the second gentleman was there. Mm. The second gentleman. And Kamala Harris, the vice president. That's her husband. What, uh, what's, the, what's the name of the second gentleman? Uh, his name is Doug Emhoff. Emhoff, okay. Emhoff. All right, anyway, we'll get into that after. It's only Newsom we're going to play some of his yeah. obnoxious audio. Um, oh, we, we've got one uh, Kamala Harris clip, too. Uh, from oh. the show? Yes. A cut nine's word salad from <laughs> Kamala Harris. All right. Great. I'm a little hungry. I could use a word salad. Uh, the guy that was running for president not that many years ago because he was the lawyer for Stormy Daniels, who had a lawsuit against Trump over, uh, well, you know, basically having sex with Trump. Uh, anyway, um, he has pled uh, guilty michael avenatti of course lived a uh, high life he uh, bought all sorts of uh, jets mm-hmm. super airplanes uh he uh, spent tons of money he didn't have so look like basically what he did was he stole from his clients uh, he's he's a thief far beyond what uh anybody knew because yeah. I, you know, we knew about him sh- trying to shake down Nike. He knew about Stormy Daniels' theft, but he stole ten million dollars from five other clients that he had. Yeah, these are California cases. Avenatti was, uh, as usual, like Newsom, obnoxious when these lawsuits first started coming up or these charges. He was like, "I'll beat them all," and then he didn't. So this is kind of like the last of the cases against him, and now he just gave up and he's uh, pleading guilty. Well- to these uh, charges about five clients in California stealing $10 million. One of them is a paraplegic guy. Did you see that? Yeah. In a I wheelchair. No, nah, he didn't care. I mean, I told you, when I saw him in the restaurant with 15 uh, beautiful models, that was his life. That's what he was living for. He didn't care about some guy who can't walk. Um, it was probably, uh, he, he was living for uh, booze and women and orgies and God knows what else. Uh, the guy he stole from in the wheelchair is Jeffrey Ernest Johnson. What a weird story this is. Apparently, um, he attempted suicide by jumping off the upper floor of the Los Angeles County Jail. This is the Twin Towers Jail. And he won $4 million, I guess, because they didn't watch carefully enough to prevent him from jumping off the upper floor. And uh, You know how these things work. Yeah. So Avenatti apparently uh, stole a lot of the money, the settlement money. Kept telling this guy it hasn't come through yet. That he was... funneled it through bank accounts and laundered it in shell companies, including his race car team and a Seattle coffee company huh, to hide the money. That's what Avenatti was doing with the money he stole from the client. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what he did with Stormy Daniels. Uh, yes. Daniels was supposed to get uh, book profits. Oh. And uh, he intercepted the checks and said, oh, it didn't come in yet. Yeah, I, a lot of people accept that because they trust the lawyer to Don't. look after their case for them. And they Never just kind of like, all right, I... Let me know. Well, anyway, but was he expecting to turn around enough money to pay these people off? Or he was just never going to pay them. I don't. Know <laughs> I, I don't it, think he. Well, he never. He never seemed to pay them. I don't think he cared. I just, he just kept saying, "Oh, I didn't come in yet." Yeah, I'm making a call. Yeah, they're looking into it. Uh, he was also charged with the tax evasion, 
Uh, he took settlement money from a woman by the name of Alexis Gardner, the ex-girlfriend of a Miami Heat player by the name of Hassan White. $2.75 million he took from her. With all his television appearances, can you imagine how many high-profile people called up to uh, have him represent them in their lawsuit? Oh, I didn't think of that. You're yeah. right. He got so much attention for Stormy Daniels. Yeah. He was now considered the star attorney. Yeah, his phone was probably ringing constantly. And he would just look at uh, you know the, the, the size of the payday, cut a deal, money gets sent to Avenatti. You always have the check sent to your home. Never have it sent to the attorney. Never. I guess he's figuring that some of these prison sentences will overlap. I mean, he's already been sentenced to two and a half years for the Nike case. And then uh, he also got convicted in a bankruptcy fraud case. And then we have uh, more fraud cases. Then we have the California case. I guess he just gave up and said, well, you know what? How long can they keep me in jail? But if convicted on all counts, he could face a maximum sentence of 333 years. Good. That's what he should get. That's, Never see him again. That's exactly what he should get. And then that uh, that uh, defamation against Brett Kavanaugh with that uh, whack job Julie Swetnick and the fake orgies that she claimed Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh was organizing. Oh, he was a part of that, oh, too. Oh, what a... But Avenatti's just like a filthy, scum human being. Just All right, a, when we come back, we will talk about Gavin Newsom, his appearance on The Issue Is on Fox 11. Uh, he apparently wants to tell everybody's opinion of almost any topic on the table because he thinks he's presidential material. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll listen to President Newsom when we come back. On the John and Ken Show, Deborah Mark has the news, KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.